We again greet you in peace as we bless the name of the Lord and thank him for the very privilege that he's bestowed upon us by allowing us to come again for a moment of studying into his word. So we thank him for the privilege that he has given us to be able to connect as a church family, as a virtual family, um, that we can dig into his word because we do recognize that we serve a God who's been so good to each and every one of us. And so we're thankful to God right now that he has given us this privilege, that he has allowed us the access into his, his presence. And we come today just to tell God thank you. We tell him thank you because we know he is worthy. Um, do me a favor if you can. Let's make sure that we are ready to have church. Um, invite your friends, your family, and your loved ones um, that they can come and be a part of what God is doing. And we are grateful uh, for the opportunity that he has given us to come before you on this evening. Um, I am grateful to God for what God has done and continues to do. Uh, it is my prayer that you have told the Lord thank you already today because we do know God has been good to each and every one of us. So we come before you just to give God the glory. Um, right where you are, if you would, just take a minute. Let's just tell God thank you um, just for being God because I believe that we serve that kind of God who is worthy of us giving praise to. So let's get a moment, take a moment um, to begin to consecrate our hearts and our minds that we can begin the process of giving God what we know, and I do mean know, he really deserves. So come on, families, we thank him. Um, we bless him and we give him all. I mean, I mean all of the glory um, for greeting us um, as he does on a daily basis. I want to begin by saying a word of prayer as we thank him for this privilege. Um, I lift um, each and every individual up today in prayer that blessed us by um, commenting and sharing with us the need and the necessity for prayer. Uh, and so we are grateful for all of you who responded as we now go to God and ask God to continue to be our God. Listen, I do believe that God is able to do anything but fail. And so we are grateful to God right now. Um, if you would, again, tag your friends, your family, um, your loved ones um, in, this, in this feed that they can be able um, to participate in the things that God is literally doing in our lives. So we're grateful um, for this opportunity. So um, we start this evening in, um, in a moment of prayer, and we thank God for the very privilege of prayer. So, Lord, we come before you this evening with thanksgiving in our heart. Um, we come to tell you thank you um, for the opportunity, O oh God, that you have shared um, with us on this day. You've kept us another day, and we are grateful for the very privilege of your keeping power. So, Lord, we're coming before you this evening asking if you would again empty us of self that we can be filled with you. We thank you, O oh God, for being a God that knows how to handle us. And so, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, would you open up our hearts and our minds that we can hear from you like never before. We thank you for the very privilege that you have continued to bestow upon us 
It is a privilege that you have given us that we recognize we really do not deserve. So thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus right now for this privilege. As we plead the blood of Jesus, asking right now that you will save some soul that have wandered away from you. Save some soul that don't believe that you are still God. And Lord, allow us to minister like never before that you and you alone can receive all of the honor, glory, and praise. For it is in the name of Jesus we do pray and ask it all. And all the saints responded by saying, Amen. Again, we thank God for all of you as we are blessed by the word of God, blessed by his keeping power, and simply blessed by the privilege that he has given us um, to be able to labor in the venue. I'm grateful tonight. I want to um, begin by saying to all of you, thank you, because some of you have already responded um, to the challenge that we have asked um, as a church family, um, that we are seeking to be able to bless some of our essential workers, some of our essential needs workers, whether in the healthcare field, law enforcement, educators, you name it. And we're thankful for all of you who have submitted names um, of the workers that you believe deem worthy of being um, blessed, being a participant. And all of you who have begun to sow seeds of, of love into that um, effort, we thank you. Um, it's a simple process. We're simply going to put some names in a hat, and then we're going to draw the names out. And as we draw the names out, what we're going to do is bless those particular individuals with a monetary blessing where they can go out um, and have dinner, have lunch, have a meal, or just have a moment of relaxation on us because we want them to know how we appreciate them. And so here's all you have to do. Just drop their name in the comment section. Just send us their name, and we'll take that name and place it in the, in the, amongst the list of names, and then we'll begin to draw. And we're going to start drawing next week if the Lord permits, and you'll see who the first winners are. All of the funds that are raised, we're going to spread those funds out, and we're going to bless as many as we can. So if you want to be a part of that effort, it's a simple process. You can just text that number that you see right there, uh, 832-850-2244. Text any amount to that number, and we'll use that, those funds to go directly to being a blessing um, to those that are um, putting their lives on the line and making sure that we have what we need. Um, to continue to try to live to the best of our ability. Again, just text the number. Any amount will do, 832-850-2244, and we will use that to be a blessing to those in the um, healthcare field, law enforcement, educators, all of the essential workers for the name. So all you got to do is submit a name, and we'll work from there of making sure that you're able to see who got blessed. So we thank God for all of you who, who grabbed hold to that initiative that we announced on Sunday, and we begin that process of putting that effort together. Um, I want to call your attention tonight as we dig into the word to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, I'm going to use 2 Timothy chapter 3 as a backdrop of our dialogue for tonight, but I believe that if we would just allow God to minister unto us, I believe some way, somehow, we will be blessed. Um, right now, where you are, just say, bless me, Lord. Just type it where you are. Just say, bless me, Lord. Come on. 
Um, say it like you mean it. Just say, bless me, Lord, um, because we're asking God to bless us through his word tonight um, like never before. So here we are. When you get to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, here is how it reads. It simply says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Did you hear what he just said? So let's read it again that we can all be on the same page. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16. Come on, say it with me again. Bless me, Lord. Um, here is what the Lord is saying to you and I. He's simply saying, I have a way to bless you. Second Timothy um, 3 and 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Here's verse 17. God uses it to prepare. Can you say prepare right where you are? Come on, say it with me. Just say prepare. Type it in. Just say prepare. God uses it to prepare and equip. Can you say prepare and equip right where you are? I hear you. Come on, let's walk through the word. God uses it to prepare and equip. And then it says his people to every good work. Now, let's say this all together. His people. Come on, let's say it again. His people. Because as we get started on tonight, I need you to understand how the Lord operates. The Lord that we serve allows us to understand that nothing catches him off guard. The Lord that we serve allows us to understand he's a sovereign God. He's an omnipotent God, which means he's an all-knowing God. And because he's an all-knowing God, here is what he says to you and I. He simply says, I will make sure that you are prepared and equipped. Come on, say it again. Prepared and equipped. Some of y'all ain't said nothing. Come on, talk back to me tonight. Type it. Hit the heart button. Say something. Wave at me. He says, prepared and equipped. But not just prepared and equipped. I need you to notice who he's saying will be prepared and equipped. Now, I'm going to make somebody mad right here. He says, who's going to be prepared and equipped will be his people. His people will be prepared and equipped. And I want to say that again, because I believe that God can allow us to grow in the middle of a pandemic. How will he allow us to grow in the middle of a pandemic? It is because the Lord said in his word that he will make sure that his people said with me, his people. Now, I need you to understand there's a difference between people and his people. And the Bible lets us know that his people are prepared and equipped. Now, just in case somebody gets it confused, um, a background scripture that you can read on your own will be John 8 and 44. Here's what the Lord says. He says, you are not my people. He says, you are of your father, the devil. In other words, the Lord is allowing us to know that we all are his creation, but we're not all his people. I'll say it one more time. We are all his creation, but we are not all his people. 
background script. If you want to check it out on your own, John 8 and 44. Read above 44, bring it down to 44. It'll give you the context and the backdrop of what Jesus is saying. He's simply saying that there are people who claim Jesus, who claim Abraham, who claim the Lord, who claim relationship with God, but they are so far from God. They have no connection or real relationship with God. In other, in other words, they're just lip service people. And the Lord says, I need you to know there's a difference between those people and my people. My people are prepared and equipped. I just want to get you to understand that right there, that my people are prepared and equipped. And so tonight, God blesses us because he allows us to understand the power of a mindset that will allow us to grow. It's a growth mindset. Can you say grow? Um, you've got to be able to grow right where you are. Come on, say it with me. Say growth. Um, say I'm growing right where you are. Come on, you got to say it with me like you mean it. I'm growing. And the question of the night is, how are you growing in the middle of this pandemic? How are you growing in the middle of the situation that you and I have to deal with right now? Come on, let's say it again. Growing. Come on, I'm growing. Am I growing? And you've got to be very clear clear because you've got to be able to identify how you are growing and not just how you are growing how is your family growing in a time such as this i'm saying this because you need to understand god has called us to be the priest of our homes and just because you and I may not be able to get to the building that we call church does not mean we should not be having church. And so the question of the night again is, how are you growing? How is your family growing? How am I growing? How am, how am I making sure my family is growing? Because God said in his word, we just read it, that God's people are prepared and equipped. Um, I, I, I guess I want to say this to you real quick. Um, someone put it this way. If you are not growing, you are dying. Let me say it again because somebody didn't hear that. If you are not growing, you are dying. There is no in between. There's no middle ground. If you are not growing, you are dying dying and that's why we've been sharing here at the st james church that you've got to learn how to always be present present and present come on just say present present and present why must you be present present and present because if you are not growing it is the fact that you are dying and you've got to be understanding, mindful of the fact that we're celebrating the God that we serve because God has given us a system. Can you say system? Um, I'm grateful to report to you that when we look back over the beginning of 2020, how God had been preparing us, the St. James Church, those connected to us, he has been preparing us for this moment because God has been teaching us to begin the process of having church in our own homes that we can have church at home before we get to the church because we are the church and everywhere we go we should represent the church and so God gave us a system and we have been going through this system all year long you know the system don't you it was a system that God had given us that we can be in position to continue to have spiritual growth wherever we go you and I can be growing why because God gave us a system he gave 
gave us a place. He gave us a position. He gave us a period and he revealed to us a purpose. Can I say it again? In your home, you should have a place that you have designated for the Lord. Hello. There's a place that you meet with God. There's a place that's just you and God. I don't care if it's just a corner in your room. There should be a place that you have dedicated to the Lord. And so we've discovered that when you dedicate that place to the Lord, that there ought to be a time period of the day that we have set aside that you and I will find our way to that place where we can begin to get in the presence of the Lord. What am I saying? I'm saying it's a system to make sure that we are growing spiritually. Here it is. I have a place in my house, but I also have a time period that I have designated that this particular time of the day is just for the Lord. It's when I go and spend time with God and I position my heart, my mind, my focus, my attention, my everything on being in God's presence. I don't need an iPhone. I don't need a cell phone. I don't need a tablet. I don't need a tambourine. I don't need a musician. I don't need a preacher. All I need is to focus my mind, my attention, all that I have on the Lord. I position, I humble myself before God that God can begin the process of ministering unto me. And then God, what he does is he'll reveal to us the purpose that we have for the day. Let me say it again. You've got to recognize that many of us are missing what God is saying to us daily because we do not take time to spend time with God. Let me say it again. Many of us are missing what God is saying to us daily because we are not taking the appropriate amount of time to spend with God. Listen, God is giving lessons every day. Class is in session every day. It's our fault if we decide to skip the class. And so you've got to be very mindful that we serve a God that every day he's in position to teach us. He'll teach you what you need to know if you get in the right position. Hey, as St. James, we already have so many mechanisms in place to help us be present, present, and present. We have 2030. You know what 2030 is. It's where we're trying to give God at least 20 minutes of uninterrupted time for at least 30 consecutive days. We have the daily devotion that we send out every morning that we can have at least two minutes that we dedicate on hearing a word from God, of having a focus for the day at week as we can um, uh, begin the process of putting our mind, our focus, our attention on making sure we're walking with God for the day and we're making sure sure that we're in possession of the Lord and the Lord is in possession with us that we can be all that God would have us to be. How does he, how does he do that? He does that because we have taken the time to be in his presence. We have the daily declaration for the men, the daily declaration for the women. All of this is to put us in position to have spiritual growth. And then we are so succinct in the lessons that God has been teaching us that we are in position to share the plan of salvation with anyone that we come in contact with in 10 minutes or less. If you've never heard the plan of salvation, get with one of us and we can give it to you in 10 minutes or less. It's a succinct plan, and we have all kinds of resources and mechanisms that will assist you in your walk with the Lord. Here's what I'm saying. In the middle of a pandemic, God can still save you. In the middle of a pandemic, 
God can still save your loved one. In the middle of a pandemic, God can still save the world. But the world has to make up its mind that it wants a real relationship with the Lord. All I'm saying to you is all you got to do is check out one of these members of St. James and just ask them, man, what is the situation? How do I get saved? What is the plan of salvation? And in 10 minutes or less, they should be able to break it down to you in such a way that you'll understand it's so easy to be connected with God. It's a system that God has given us that we can have spiritual growth. Listen at what the text said again. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And then God uses it to prepare and equip. Watch this his people. And so family, I need you to understand that we can grow in the pandemic because God has already prepared and equipped us. Let me tell you why he did all of that. He wanted you to be a prepared people for a prepared time. And family, I need us to get this. Do not overlook the fact that God has already prepared you for what you're going through right now. I'll say it again. Do not overlook the fact that God has already prepared you for what you're going through right now. What, what do you mean, preacher? I'm simply saying that you may not understand it, but everything you and I need to be successful in this moment, he's already given us. And I said one more time, everything we need to be successful in this moment, he has already given us. And sometimes he's waiting on us to use what we have before he gives us some more. And so family, I need you to understand understand that God has already made sure that his people are prepared. Let me take you to the Bible that you'll make sure that I am not making this stuff up. If you're going to be prepared, remember, um, God put it in his word. Okay. Second Timothy three and 16 says all scripture. Now let's look at the scripture. Ephesians chapter four puts it like this. When you get down to verse 11, do your homework. When you get a chance, read it. When you get a chance, verse 11 says, now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Did you hear that? Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Why did Christ give them to the church? Because he wanted to make the sure that the church would always be prepared. Listen to the gifts. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Let me say it again. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Did you hear what I just said? These are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Why did Christ give these gifts to the church? Here it is. Verse number 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. Did you hear what I just said? It's in his word. He said, I've given you what you need to be successful, to grow spiritually in the midst of a pandemic. Can you say I'm already equipped? Can you say I'm already prepared? Now, we may not know how to use all of it, and we may not know how to tap into all of it, but it does not mean that we don't have it. Amen. And so here is what he says. He says you need to understand God has already prepared you. I just want to encourage somebody tonight 
to know that God has already given you what you need if you would take your eyes off your problems and put your focus back on God. If you take your hands off the problem and put your hands in God's hands, God can guide you through what he's already given you. If you would stop talking about the issue and begin to talk about your God, God can allow you to know he's already given you everything you need to be successful. Let me read it again. Verse 12. Here is their responsibility, y'all. It is to equip God's people. Did you hear that? And if you are a child of God, if you will testify, I qualify as a child of God. Wait, if you are a child of God, right where you are, just say it real quick. I am a child of God. Come on, I don't hear you talking to me. Say, say, I am a child of God. Because if you are a child of God, here is what the Bible says. I'm not making it up. You can read it for yourself. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Well, let's see what that simply means. What it simply says to you and I that you better make sure you can identify who your real teacher is. Ooh, I just said something right there. Because here is the problem with so many of us. You got the wrong pastor. Did you hear what I just said? I'm saying to you that you better make sure that you have a pastor who is equipping you to do the things that God has for you to do through his word. Let me say it again. Here's what it says. He says in his word that I'm giving you pastors. I'm giving you teachers. And if I'm giving you pastors and teachers, that means you better be mindful of the pastor and teacher that you are connected to and make sure that is exactly where God wants you to be. Now, some people are not going to like the fact that here is a pastor saying that, but I'm trying to get you to understand understand that being in love with a personality ain't gonna help you in this moment you need to be connected to someone that is teaching you the word of God of how to handle what you're going through right now in your life just say out your amen I'll say it again you need to be connected to someone who is guiding you spiritually in this hour and can I tell you what's going on I'll say it and some people might not like it. What's going on is we are not attached to the right people, so we'll listen to anybody. Ooh, I'll say it again. We are not attached to the right people, so we'll listen to anybody. That's why Jesus let it be known. My sheep know my name, and another they will not follow. Well, let me raise this question. Since this pandemic has broken loose and has sprung forth on us, who in the world have you been listening to? Who have you been following? Because if you've been following CNN, you got the wrong pastor. If you've been following MSNBC, you've got the wrong pastor. If you've been following Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook, you got the wrong pastor. You need to understand that God said in his word, I'll give you a pastor after my own heart, which means you need to be connected to someone who can teach you through the word of God that will bless you in a moment like this, that even though you can't get to the building, you still have God in your house. You still have God in your home. You still know how to present the word to your family. You still know how to be in the presence of God. You still know how to praise and worship at your own address. You still know how to sing a hymn of preparation 
preparation on how to usher in the spirit in your own house right where you are. You still know how to fall before the presence of the Lord and cry out to him in prayer that you can get in the position to worship in God because you know God is worthy. Here is what the Lord is saying. You better be careful who you connected to because if you connected to the wrong thing or the wrong person in a season like this, you're headed for destruction. But he lets us know you don't have to worry about it if you are my child because a child of God is a prepared child of God. Let me say this that you'll understand. There is a difference between membership and discipleship. Oh, I said something right there. There is a difference between having your name on a church roll and being connected to God because you need to understand anybody can be a member, but everybody won't be a disciple. Anybody can claim a church, but everybody won't be the church. And you need to understand that God says, I'm giving you what you need that they can evangelize to your soul, that they can evangelize to your spirit, that they can evangelize to your mind, that when things come up in this thing called life you don't have to run around in fear you don't have to run around scared you don't have to run around nervous now let me be clear it's not that those natural emotions won't come up because there are moments in all of our lives where fear will jump up but what you understand when you are connected to someone who is giving you the word of God who is helping you understand the word of God you'll understand every time fear shows up it didn't come from God because the Bible says God did not give us the spirit of fear. Hello, somebody. So it's not that fear won't show up, but when you are a child of God, you understand that fear is not your master, that you're not operating by fear, that you're not controlled by fear, that you have a greater power. Why? Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. So the Lord says to you and I, I position you to have spiritual wisdom. I position you to grow in the midst of a pandemic because I've connected you to someone that's encouraging you to stick with the word. Come on, just right where you are. Just say it, type it, shout it. Just say stick with the word. I didn't say world. I say stick with the word, W-O-R-D. Not the world, W-O-R-L-D, but stick with the word because the world will say anything. The world will do anything. But I'm here to tell you somebody needs to remember what God has already said and done. Somebody needs to remember what God has already brought you from. Somebody needs to remember who God really is. Somebody needs to remember that what you're going through right now did not catch God by surprise. Somebody needs to remember that God knows how to handle what you're going through. Somebody needs to remember that your God will still see you through. Somebody needs to remember who's really in control. And so I'll say it to you one more time. Let me say it one more time. Shout it back at me if you can. Stick with the word. I don't care what the world says. You got to stick with the word now. It's about to get a little tight here because I need you to ask you, what has God been showing us? What has God been equipping us for? How has God been preparing us for this moment? 
What have you learned ever since COVID-19 has showed up in your life? Can I bless you with just a few things I want to talk about and then I'll be out of your way? Hey, 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 listen, let me ask you a question. What have you learned? Why don't you ask the people in your house? What have you learned? Come on, just text it, type it, tweet it, come in. What have you learned? This is the dialogue we need to have. What have you learned? I'm going to be clear about this. What have you learned from God during this season? Because I believe God is teaching every day. I believe God is dropping jewels that will bless us if we would just pay attention to what God is doing and saying. Let me see if I can get to it. Here is what the Lord says. Never forget what he told us. He says in John 14 and 18. I'll say it again. In John 14 and 18. Here's what he says. I will never leave you comfortless. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you comfortless. In other words, God says, I will always make sure I'm there to guide you, guard you, and grow you. Did you hear what I just said? I will never leave you comfortless. In other words, God is saying to you and I, I will always be there to guide you, guard you, and grow you. Come on, say it with me. Guide, guard, grow. Come on, say it again. Guide, guard, grow. God says, I will never leave you comfortless. Wait, wait a minute. There's some uncomfortable people right now in this season. But the Lord is saying, I will never leave you comfortless, which is to say the only reason a child of God is un uncomfortable is because they choose to be uncomfortable. Because you don't have to like what you're going through, but you can be comfortable in the midst of what you're going through. Why? Because you know that God said in his word, I will never leave you comfortless. And he says, I'm always there to guide guard and grow you hey family I'm going to ask this question one more time what have you learned God will always be there to guide guard and grow you if you don't get nothing else did you hear what I just said God is always there to guide you he's always there to guard you and he's always there to grow you let's see if we can press on um here is what the lord teaches us during this season we've heard a whole lot god will guide you through your diet did you hear what i just said somebody ain't gonna like what i'm saying right here but i gotta tell you the truth because we've been hearing a whole lot about diet why is it important for us to hear about diet because you gotta understand that the root word to diet is die hello somebody which means if you don't die to your selfish cravings you're gonna die from your appetite and i'm talking about physical food and spiritual food let me make sure you understand what i'm saying god will guide your diet let me tell you what you gotta understand you gotta understand that the bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge and my people perish for the lack of vision well if you don't have knowledge over what you're putting in your body your mind your body and your soul then you're gonna die because you don't have vision of where god is taking you to so you got to understand that God will guide you in your diet. Now, I already know somebody going to testify. I got an issue right there because I've been sheltering in place and that refrigerator just keep calling my name. Come on, I know I'm not the only one. That kitchen keeps calling my name. When I ain't thinking about it, it's thinking about me. 
I was doing okay till I had the shelter in place. And now it seems like that refrigerator just keeps calling my name. But the Lord is saying to you and I, don't worry about the refrigerator calling your name. You don't have to respond every time somebody calls your name. Did you hear what I just said? My sheep know my voice. And so what you know is you know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of your refrigerator. Keep on pushing because you need to understand that God says in his word, I'll give you the recipe of how to be guided in your diet. Can I tell you what has so many of us in trouble? We got the wrong diet. Ooh, um, I'm gonna press on so you can see it. We've got the wrong diet. How is the diet in your house? What is your family feeding on? Joshua got so excited. He says, "As for me and my house." We're going to serve the Lord. Well, can I raise this question? Has your family been feeding on God during this epidemic? Or have you been feeding on an unhealthy diet? God says, I will guide you in your diet. Just in case you think I'm making it up. Open your Bible. Go to your Bible app. Go to Genesis chapter 1 and look at verse 29. I'll say it to you that you'll understand. I ain't making none of this stuff up. Can I tell you what it says in Genesis 1 and 29? Here it is. It says, I will give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it that they will be your food. Did you hear what I just said? He said, I will give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it and they will be your food. What was God giving you? He was guiding us through our diet. Did you hear what I just said? He was guiding us from the very beginning in our diet. If you know the Genesis account, it's the creation story. In verse 26, he said, let us make man and not just let us make him, but let us make him after our in our image and after our likeness. And right after that, verse 26 and 27, he begins to talk about, now let me give you some guidance in your diet. Verse 29, here's what he says, I will give you you every seed bearing plant hello on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it that they will be food for you hey family i'm gonna ask you one more time what are you eating what is your diet because that's what's going on too many of us have been ingesting things that did not come from God. I'm not talking about just physical food. I'm also talking about spiritual food. Because if you're not connected to a pastor, if you're not connected to a teacher who is teaching you but thus saith the Lord, then what you're being fed is an unhealthy diet. And the Lord says, I need you to understand that I love you too much. And let me give you this, y'all. You know the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Well, according to Genesis 1 and 29, plant-based diets always been around. Ooh, did y'all hear what I just said? Plant-based diets are not new. Plant-based diets have always been around. Now, we may not have uh, adhered to it, but plant-based diets have always been around. I just read the text to you. I will give you every seed-bearing plant. Hello, somebody. On the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, 
and they will be your food. Now, in case you didn't understand how important that is, you need to understand that the only way a plant can thrive is it has to be planted in some fertile soil and it has to be in a place where it can receive refreshment, you know, called water. It can be fertilized properly. And the Lord is saying, when you stay connected to me, then you're the seed which you are, then you are in position to grow. Hello. You are in position to be productive. But if you are not connected to me, then you are going to starve to death because you have been connected to the wrong thing and the wrong stuff and the wrong people. But I need you to understand. God wants you to understand you are what you eat. Okay. Somebody don't want to shout amen, but I'll say it again. If you eat junk, you will become junk. If you listen, if you listen to trash and watch trash on a regular basis, then what's going to come out of you is going to be trash because what you you are what you eat. And so we've got to be very clear on what we are feeding, not just our physical bodies, but our spiritual bodies. OK, go back to Second Timothy that you'll understand. I'm still not making it up. Second Timothy three and 16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives and it also allows us to understand it corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us what to do that is right it also allows us to understand that God uses it to prepare and equip us can I say this that many of us are struggling because we simply eat the wrong things Say, ouch, amen, all of us got something to deal with in that category. Here is the point. is God wants you to understand that there's more to his word than just you and I showing up and then leaving just like we came. No, you've got to understand that God is concerned about your diet. Can let me ask you a question. What have you been feeding on today? Have you been watching so much television and this television have given you all these reports and all these reports are negative and all these reports are sad and all these reports will run you crazy. And now you are so drained and messed up because you've been feeding on everything but the word of God. Now, don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying we stick our head in the sand and become oblivious to what's going on. No, we have to understand that there's a time and place for everything. But what you got to understand is you can't give more time to the world than you give to God. So God says you are what you eat. If you listen to CNN, you'll start talking like CNN. You better be careful because you'll put too much of the world in you and you don't have enough God going in you. And so you got to make sure that your children are hearing the word of God every day in your house. You got to make sure that your children are reading the word of God every day in your house. You have to make sure that you allow your children to understand that church goes on not just on Sunday, but we have church on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You got to make sure that your children understand that God is just not a pit stop in your week, but God is everything to you every day of the week. And you got to make sure that you're allowing the word of God to be the diet that your family ingests every day, not just some days, but every day. And the Lord says you got to be sure because what's happening in 2020 and in, in the midst of this coronavirus and COVID-19 is the Lord has allowed all of our deficiencies to be uncovered. 
Did you hear what I just said? Even in the church, all of our deficiencies are being uncovered, which means all of the stuff that we were doing that was not developing and growing people, we have discovered all of that is useless now. So if all you was doing when you came to church was shouted and gossip, all of that is useless now. If you were not being developed, if you were not growing, if you were not being fed the word of God, if you were not being taught the word of God, then those deficiencies are being uncovered now. And all of a sudden, the same people that shout on Sunday are fearful on Monday. Why? Because it's being uncovered that you were not ingesting the word of God. You were just going through an emotional episode at that time. But God needs you to understand emotions are fine, but you need some substance to carry you through the week. And you've got to be very clear, even as preachers and pastors, even as leaders in the church, we've got to go back and analyze to make sure what we have been teaching have been effective for the people in a time like this. Is my preaching relevant enough that the members of St. James and those that are attached to the body of St. James, that they are in a position now that they can draw on the word that has been going forth from St. James for these last 10 years? Have we been teaching and preaching a sound doctrine that folk have something to stand on in a shaky world, in a shaky time, when jobs are being snatched, when health is being snatched, when folk don't know what tomorrow is going to bring? The question is, have we been preaching and teaching in an effective manner that they understand that the Bible will tell, tell us this and it came to pass for everybody that is a child of God, you know when you look back over your life that you were able to testify I went through it I went through it I went through it I went through it in other words it came to pass and you want to know why it came to pass because God is true to his word and sometimes you just got to hang on in there until your change come hey family I want to encourage you um, before I run out of time tonight sometimes you just got to hang on in there until your change come but you ain't hanging in as if you are an end individual who just don't know what's going on no no you're hanging in knowing that the word of God has already told you that everything that's going on in your life that God will allow it to be used for your good and we know all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so you've got to make sure that even as a parent that you are understanding how to, how to evaluate your parenting skills because all of our deficiencies are being uncovered. Here's what I'm saying. Some, some of us have realized we really have some bad children. How? Because now you can't send them to school and blame the teacher. Now you are the teacher and you're understanding that your child really does have a problem focusing. That your problem really does have a problem not talking. That your child really does have an issue and that goes back to our parenting skills and sometimes we just got to admit that we were off in certain areas and then go to God and ask him to give us what we need to get those areas corrected and I'm here to tell us all of us can use some improving here's what's going on deficiencies hey I'm gonna throw this out I'm gonna press forward did you know what you eat will affect your skin ouch let me tell you, 
Some of us running to the dermatologist for asking for this and that. And all we got to do is change our diet. Keep moving. Here is the things that the Bible tells us that we will discover. And it's backed up. Listen, if you have the wrong diet, sometimes it'll call what they ca cause what they call iron deficiency. Hello, iron deficiency. And if you have iron deficiency, here is some of the symptoms of it. You get tired real fast. You get fatigued and tired. You have what they call shortness of breath. Breath. Shortness of breath. You can also end up in a depressed state. You even suffer hair loss, brittle nails, in increased sensitivity to cold, frequent headaches, what they call restless leg syndrome. What am I saying? I'm saying when you don't have the proper diet, there's some things that will come out of you that don't bless you. Why? Because you need to make sure that you are placing in you that which is blessing you and not harming you. That's what the Bible is saying to us. God says, I'm preparing you that you can have a iron sufficient diet. Come on, iron sharpens iron. Hello. And you've got to recognize that when you spend time with God, God begins to nourish you and begins to place within you everything you need to be a productive part of the body. But so many of us are not being where we're supposed to be to receive what God has for us. In other words, God is at the dinner table, but you and I are not at the dinner table to eat what God is serving for that day. And so you are running on a deficiency. And family, I need you to get this. What you eat affects your productivity. Did you hear what I just said? What we eat, it really does affect our productivity. And all of a sudden now, all of a sudden now you tired. You don't have the same energy. You don't have the same enthusiasm. And all of a sudden you're wondering why. And God says it's because you are eating the wrong diet. Wow. Somebody say, I ain't come here for all that tonight. Well, you're getting it tonight. Because the truth of the matter is, in the midst of this pandemic, we got to make sure that we're feeding on the word of God. Did you hear that? Here's what, here's what Jesus said to the enemy. Um, when the enemy tried to um, 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 trap Jesus after Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he simply says, man shall not live by bread alone. What was he saying? He says, man got to feed on the word of God. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Well, family, you've got to understand if you're not eating the word of God, then you are not you are not satisfying your spiritual needs. And now you are spiritually deficient. And so the Lord says to you and I, um, you got to make sure that there's certain things you eat because it messes with your brain. Hello, somebody. I don't have time to get into all of it, but there's some things that you eat that messes with your brain. And you got to be very mindful of what you're placing in your body, what you're placing on the dinner table, because it will impact how you can serve God. Okay, let me see if I can go through a few things and get you out of here. What you eat in private is what you will wear in public. Did you hear what I just said? What you eat in private is what you will wear in public. Here's what I'm saying. If all your private life you're spending in the world, well, when you come in public, you have nothing to offer to the public but what you learn in private. And so what we've got to recognize is we've got to recognize the value of making sure in private. Did y'all hear what I just said? 
in private that you are making God a priority in private that when you do come out in public, you have enough God in you to control and conduct how you carry yourself. Hello, to control, to, to control how you conduct and carry yourself when you get in public. Here's what I'm saying. A private devil will become a public devil. Ooh, I said something right there. A private devil will become a public devil. And so you got to make sure that in private that you are spending time with God so that when you get in public, you can be a representative of God. Because what you eat in private is what you will wear in public. Come on, say it with me. What you eat in private is what you will wear in public. Can I raise this question? Help me say it. What are you wearing? Oh, y'all better hear me. Um, in the Bible, in Genesis, it says we're going to not only make a man, but we're making him in our image and after our likeness, which is to say he should be wearing the likeness of God. So let me raise this question one more time. What are you wearing? Now, you may be in the privacy of your home because we're on virtual reality right now and we're sheltering in place. But even in your home, let me ask you, and I ain't talking about your clothes. I'm talking about your character. I'm talking about your attitude. I'm talking about the way you present yourself. I'm saying to you, what are you wearing? I mean, when your child looks at you, does he see the Lord? When your spouse hears you talk, do they hear the Lord? When you present yourself to your family, do they see God or do they see the world? Do they hear God or do they hear the world? Because who you are will be told when you get in public because of what you've been doing in private. I'll say it again. What you eat in private is what you will wear in public. Ooh, I'm, this is good. I'm, I, 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 I'm telling y'all right now, this is some good stuff. You know it's good. Just wave at me. This is some good stuff. Um, because if what you present to your family ain't of God, ain't no sense you running up to the church house trying to, <laughs> trying to pretend that you all of that. Because them folk at your house know who you really are. And the Bible says that your first priority are those in your own home. And how in the world can we lead the church? Here's what the Bible says. If you can't lead your own home, you ain't fit to lead the church. And so you got to be a good representative at home so that when you come in public that you can represent because you are used to representing God wherever you go. I'm saying what you eat in private is what you wear in public. Come on. Then the Lord says, not only will I guide your diet, let me get us through here, but he also says, I will guard your mental stability. Can I say your mental health matters? This is what we're learning. As you're sheltering in place, I'm saying to you, God is concerned about your mental stability, about your mental health. And it didn't catch God by surprise. Let me see if I can tell you what it means. When you get a chance, you'll discover what does it mean to guard your heart. See, your mind impacts your heart. So what's on your mind impacts what will be in your heart. Let me see if I can give you some Bible. In, on day number one, you understand God did something for the first six days. By the seventh day, this is Genesis, just in case you didn't know. 
chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. By the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Did you hear what I just said? See, God already knew the value of mental health, mental well-being. And so listen at the text. It says in verse 2 and 3, come on, in Genesis chapter 2, he says, by the seventh day, God had completed the work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Now, let me raise this question. If God never gets tired, why did he have to rest? Come on. If God never gets tired, why did he have to rest? I'll tell you. He had to rest that he will be the example to us of what we should be doing to make sure we maintain our mental health. Can I tell you what's wrong with some of us? We don't know how to rest. And even though we're sheltering in place, we're not resting. Even though we can't go far, we're not resting. We're not used to resting. We don't know how to rest in the Lord. We don't know how to take a day to just relax, to unplug, to get away from the world, to unplug for the trials and tribulations of this world. We don't know how to put ourselves and to put our families in a situation where we can simply rest. Where God says, let me explain it to you. I'm giving you the example that you will always be prepared why because I know that life can be taxing at times but you got to understand that if you want to maintain mental health and stability you got to make sure that you keep the Sabbath day holy you got to make sure that you know how to rest man let me give you this real quick God will guard your heart and your mind so that you can rest if you would just rest in the Lord I'll say it again. God will guard your heart and your mind if you just learn how to rest in the Lord. See, some of us are just too busy, and we think being busy means we're productive, but really and truly, we're busy because we are mentally unhealthy. Ooh, I said something right there, and I'm trying to bless you real quick because you need to learn how to rest in the Lord. I'm giving you this, and I'm done. Here are some ways to rest in the Lord first. He says you need to learn how to meditate in God. Meditate on God. Psalms 1 verses 1 um, through 3 will tell you blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the seat in the seat of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the, of the sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on that law he does meditate on it day and night. See, you got to learn how to meditate on God. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you just unplugged and meditated and just relaxed in God? I mean, you didn't think about the children. You didn't think about the spouse. You didn't think about the bills. You didn't think about COVID. You didn't think about the sickness. You didn't think about none of that stuff. You just meditated on who God is. I'm going to tell you right now, some of us are in the shape that we're in because we don't know how to unplug and just meditate on God. And then he says, you want to understand how to get closer to me? You want to understand how to maintain mental health and stability? Fast and pray. Come on, we did that last Wednesday. We had a corporate fast. And I'm here to tell you that when you fast, meaning when you abstain from the world, but you plug in the God, you'll discover that God 
rejuvenates you. Mark 9 and 29 is your reference scripture. Then he teaches you you'll learn more and you'll draw nearer to God if you learn how to read the word of God. When was the last time you just sat down and read the word of God? Second Timothy, uh, uh, 1 Timothy 2 and 15 says we ought to study to show ourselves approved. And sometimes you don't, we're not approved of God because we never read the word of God. Somebody posted this the other day to me, sent this to me the other day in a post and she simply said my problem is I got to make sure I keep my face out of Facebook before I put my face in his book. And sometimes we put our face in every other book before we put our face in the book of the Lord. And so we've got to be sure that we study to show ourselves approved. And then we've got to learn how to exercise. Can you say exercise? In 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 through 27 is a scripture that will tell you how to exercise, how to bring your body under submission that it can function properly and give you all that it it's designed to give you, but you got to make sure that you're relaxing and releasing the cares of this world that you can allow your body to breathe again. And then sometimes you just got to get a hobby. Here's what Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says. For everything, there's a season, there's a time, there's a place, and a season for everything. And I'm trying to get you to understand, sometimes you just need to do something that brings you joy. What am I saying? I'm simply saying to you and I, that God puts us in a situation where you and I can grow in the midst of a pandemic. Why? Because he's given us scripture if we would just adhere to the scripture. Here's what he says. He simply said that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do that is right. And then God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And I'm trying to get you to understand in the midst of a pandemic, God has equipped us to grow. Hey, family, stay connected and encouraged and stick with God. Stick with the word of God. I'm out of time, not out of material, but I got to stop. Um, but I want to encourage you to know that you can grow in the midst of this situation. Here's what God says. He says, I'll guide you, I'll guard you, and I'll grow you. How do I do that? Through his word. And the more we get, the more of the God, of the word of God that we get in us, the better we are positioned to handle these times. Hey, family, do me a favor. I need you to just type this for me. Guide, guard, and grow. Come on, type it for me. Put it out. Guide, guard, and grow. Why am I saying this? Because I want this to be a part of your prayer for the rest of this week. Ask God to guide you. Guide your thoughts. Guide the words that come out of your mouth. Ask God to guard you, protect you, cover you. You know, guard you. And then ask God to put you in a position to grow. And I ain't talking about grow in weight, pounds. I'm talking about grow in the Lord. Because I believe if we go to God intentionally, that God will show us how to handle what we're dealing with. Are you ready? Come on, say it with me. Guide, guard, and grow. Lord, we thank you for being our God. We bless you for this moment that you've given us. We thank you for the privilege that you've bestowed upon us to come before your face, before the throne of grace, to come in your presence, O oh God, just to give you all of the honor, glory, and praise. Now, Lord, we're asking, in the name of Jesus, would you give us the strength 
to accept your guidance, to accept the fact that you've already guarded us and to be in position that you will grow us as you see fit. Thank you, Lord, for giving us what we know we stand, what you know we stand in the need of. And that is a real deep relationship with you in the midst of a pandemic. You will guide us. You will guard us and you will grow us. Now, Lord, if someone is watching that has not accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, we ask right now, would you touch their hearts and their minds? Allow them to know that it's a simple process. All they've got to do is confess with their mouth and believe in, the, in their heart that you raise your son Jesus from the dead. And at that moment, they are saved. Lord, give them the strength to just connect with us and just say, I accept salvation. And we will reach out to them and, Lord, allow them to know that they are in the family of God. So, Lord, we thank you for this moment in time. To every listener, we give them glory in your name. To everyone that's watching, Lord, we plead a special anointing and blessing upon their lives. And to all of the healthcare workers, all of the essential needs workers, all the law enforcement and first responders, Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over their lives. Thank you for all that they have done. Thank you for all that they are doing as we give your name all the honor, glory, and praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, family, we thank you so much for this moment in time. Don't forget, please send us the names of the healthcare workers, the essential workers, all of those that you want to be a part of. Of the, of, the, of, the, of the process of being recipients of, of the blessings that we will be bestowing upon them just to show, their, uh, show our appreciation for the work that they are doing. Um, send their names. If you want to contribute to that effort, please, um, you can um, go on our website um, and just make any donation, just, and, and we'll um, use that to be a blessing to them. Or you can text to give, as we said in the beginning of the broadcast. Um, at the end of the day, we just want them to know we appreciate them and to allow God to be seen even in this time. Here's what I'm saying. God will grow us in the middle of a pandemic. And so, family, thank you for, your mom for these moments as we greet you in peace. It's in the name of Jesus we say we love you and we thank you. Be blessed tonight. Amen. <laughs>